Hey everyone! Hi everyone! Welcome to another Still Moments with Jesus. I'm your host, Brian Samuel Apati, with my wonderful co-host and wife, Maya Nicole Samuel Apati. And today we have some news for you. Maya, would you mind sharing? Oh, we've had a little bit of a hiatus going on, uh, and it's for good reason. Uh, we have some exciting news coming down the pipeline that we can't talk about just quite yet, but it's going to be good. Really good. <laughs> you bet it will. Yes. Uh, so, Brian, what are we talking about today? <laughs> so, after much deliberation, much thought, because we love to produce great content that's helpful and that's very beneficial to everyone, what we're interested in doing today is just going over the idea of church hurt or hurt caused by religion and religious leaders. And um, yeah, my wife and I just thought that this would be a great subject to kind of like delve into. And thank you so much, everyone, for just giving us such great reports and feedback on our previous posts. Yes, thank you. We'd thank love you. to hear more from you after this one, especially. Uh, Maya, yeah. please, let's go into this. So what do you think church hurt, hurt has looked like on your end? <clears throat> on my end personally or my end just... Both personally and from reports and stuff you've learned and heard. Uh, so for me, church hurt, I would say, occurs with pretty much everyone because we're all human, right? Uh, and I'm, I'm looking at the definition now, but basically... It refers to the pain sometimes inflicted by religious institutions. Mm -hmm. uh, I know for me personally, I've experienced it through pastors, religious leaders, and fellow Christians. Mm. Uh, I know for a long time, I felt kind of ostracized in the Christian community, especially mm. in the U.S. Mm. Uh, and not feeling like I fit into the culture mm. of Christianity, was my, I would say is my biggest church hurt. You know, I didn't have the uh, classic uh, wrap scarf that goes around your neck and mm. side part hair. <laughs> and mm. I didn't know about, like, the song Oceans for a while, right? And mm. because of all those things, I just, I, I didn't think that I, the way I looked, the way I acted, the way I talked, was really a Christian. Which kind of led to me leaving the faith for a long time. Mm. was feeling like, oh, if, I, if I'm following Jesus, I have to wear, like, a cardigan. And I don't want to wear a cardigan. Right. <laughs> right? right. And, even, and, right. and it's deeper than Why that. Why a cardigan? Like, just, <laughs> you're still learning a lot, right? <laughs> Cardigans are must. I guess I am. Uh, but I, I think, really, it, it kind of dealt down to or dived down to... Uh, boiled down to. Boiled so. down to. That's a great one. Uh, is that... Christianity was wrapped up in this idea of being a certain look a certain way and aesthetically, physically uh, due to whether it's my skin color, mm. my background, my social culture mm. uh, I felt like I didn't fit mm. even though I had a church to go to, I still, when we go to conferences I was like, oh, we are outliers in this one because we do not look like anybody else here and we do mm. not fit into the narrative of, you know, like not even, not holding hands until you get married. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it just, yeah. it, it just, it, yeah, I didn't feel I belonged. <laughs> what do you feel to someone who's probably listening to this now? What do you say church hurt is not just on like the basic level from, you know, just from the meaning itself, but from experiential level, like what does it do to you 
to like to miss out on that having that community just because of the obstacles placed either by church culture religious leaders and any other person related or affiliated with the church who's caused some type of harm or damage to you that's a it's a good question brian it really is Hmm. i think uh if you don't know about my backstory i did leave Christianity for a while due to mm. varying circumstances and kind of explored every single religion mm. around it before being brought back by the Holy Spirit <laughs> to mm. Jesus. Uh, but I think even when you do a Bible study mm. nowadays, there's like a lot of language and wording and kind of a cultural value system that's there. And if you're mm. not directly a part of it, you want to understand what's going on. So I think church hurt, mm. whether it's a pastor, where it's a, a religious group organization, it, 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 I think the biggest thing is, or the causation you could say, is because people want to protect mm. the church or protect religion, like Christian or Jesus. The idea of having to protect Jesus, uh, like or protect Christianity mm. from outside forces, kind of blockades out people who honestly need to hear scripture and need to hear mm. god's voice and i and i feel that it doesn't really yeah it, it's one of those things that s- prevents people from being able to read the bible in and of itself because you already feel there's this like cultural like mist or fog there that for some mm. reason you can't penetrate right right <laughs> yeah what right. about what about for you what is your what's your church hurt what is your <laughs> pain Mm, churches i'd say i think just now deep you know kind of like leaving the u.s for a second and going probably in the rest of the world um just so i can tie in both contexts really well i'd say that church hurt across the world would look like to some extent kind aesthetically or cosmetically what the the struggles would be like with the scarves kind of is an idea of church clothing uh, some of it from ideas that came in with um, colonial uh, ideas of how to dress. Mm. So sometimes when you you know you've come to the Lord and you uh, quote unquote like saved or something, you'd have to put on like a suit and tie, and that's how I know you've you're really changed. <laughs> but then again, I also realized that's not necessarily just like a, a, a an international thing. It's also here in the U.S. Um, but I don't know where we went to the superficial over and against the internal when mm. it comes to uh, addressing needs and addressing issues that real people face on a day-to-day basis. Because it seems like a lot of what's causing church hurt comes from or stems from, you, you might correct me here if, if I'm wrong, but it stems a lot from the church being unable in most instances to distinguish between its core mission over and against aesthetic uh, or cosmetic surface appearances in the world. Uh, and I think, I genuinely do think that in that way, church hurt does more damage, not just to those within the church, but those who would probably have been interested or curious about the church, mm. who are trying to either come in or just ask questions and not getting the right answers uh, or even not even getting time at all to ask questions and get the answers they're seeking that they want to ask answered um, would you say this is a thing that you've experienced also like in that way 
Yeah, I would say that I hear you. I think something that goes deeper into it, right? Because we're mm. talking about aesthetics. But I think that aesthetics is a way of protecting and then also trying to penetrate culture but doing it in the wrong way. Mm. I don't think that Christianity is something that's quote-unquote cool or like in the, like, how would you say it? Mm. No, I no, I don't know how to say it. Like, Christianity, like, it's cool, it's great. Like, knowing Jesus and love is wonderful. Mm. But it's not, I, I feel that there's this idea of, oh, we'll do songs that are kind of like secular songs. And mm. we'll dress, but we'll be like in a more modest way. And we'll be like cool and in the know with all the young, hip children, right? Mm. And it, it's not, right? Like, that's, right. that's not the purpose of what we're doing here. Yeah, It's, it's penetrating lives and penetrating souls and and spreading the gospel and the good news but there's all these groups of people not all these groups of people and i've been in the same group of not understanding and then causing pain in people's lives Mm. when really we're supposed to be like sharing the gospel right yeah because church stems deeper into like into things of uh sa into uh pain and violence towards people uh suicidal thoughts for people all those other things right Mm. and there's not really to maintain the larger cultural value system people are constantly getting hurt right they're not allowed to express themselves in a certain way they're not there's an idea i i guess the greatest example i can mention Mm. is i was talking to someone and they didn't know how to uh they couldn't come to God because they felt that they had to have this way of being and way of existing, right? Mm. And they had had pain previously from pastors saying honestly horrific things to them, mm. uh, which I won't mention here, but just I, I'm amazed on how the, often when I counsel or talk to people or minister to anyone, they always bring up a time and there always is a time where a pastor has said something that is hurtful has nothing to do with the text whatsoever. Right. It's just their personal opinion. Right. But in the overarching way, it's trying to maintain this larger, oh, everything's fine, everything's happy, the culture's mm. great, Christianity's great, we love Jesus, we wear Converse, and we wear ripped jeans, it's fine. We wear, mm. Yeah, like, in, we're getting to the point now where you see the reason why I would argue that numbers are dwindling is because people are wanting to protect something in the congregations, right? Yeah, the okay. congregations, at least stateside, hmm. are dwindling so much because people want to, one, make Christianity cool, and more importantly, try to, well, they try to protect the church mm. versus trying to spread the gospel, trying to talk to people about Jesus, who Jesus actually is, mm. and honestly putting theology over the text in theology that is not in correlation with the right. text whatsoever. Right. I... I have two questions for you, actually, mm-hmm. Maya. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's always a joy to have your co-host. Thank you. Uh, remind you that today you're the one leading the the, the discussion. So today today's my day. <laughs> Anyone who's been paying attention to the podcast, you know, last time was Maya leading. So today's my day. Well, I hope I'm doing a great job. And yes, yeah, fingers are crossed. Okay, I got my encouragement. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, I'd ask. Maya, in your honest opinion, mm-hmm. in your honest opinion, do you feel there are elements in how the church has run its affairs 
in general that have done more to damage people's faith and sense of identity in Christ than help them get closer to him. And this could be anything. This could be from any subject matter. It could go all the way down from what the church has promised to what they failed to deliver or what they say you should do but then you realize that's not something you that's even remotely close to what you're reading in the bible mm -hmm. and also just just that how close to the text are people trying to kind of like figure life out and what's your experience doing that especially now as you get deeper and deeper in ministry uh at this point in your life i mean you can pull me back from this when you need to okay. and you know I'm going too far <laughs> okay. but my first answer is duh most people a lot of times people who are not part of the church think that honestly Christians are jerks mm. and a lot worse words quite frank with you mm. right and <laughs> I would say in all honesty that we've done a bad job of letting people exist as people like, whenever mm. I talk about my faults or my negativities as a minister, I know that a lot of people are not willing to go forward because there's this overarching idea mm. that as Christians, as soon as we walked in the door and we become a part of the church, mm. that we're saved, we're healed, we're good to go. Mm. No issues, no mental health issues, no social issues, no anxiety, nothing, mm. right? And mm. it, the text itself is contrary to that, right? Mm. Like, in uh, our ways. Uh, ways. <laughs> I'm getting that. I'm getting that. Okay. 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 So like, I recently just taught a Bible study about Hannah's prayer. First mm. Samuel 1, First yeah. Samuel 2, Hannah, Hannah's prayer. But in it, Hannah talks about that she, she's part of the temple, she goes there every single year, mm. but she has anxiety. She has mm. anxiety about not having a child. Right? Mm. And she and it's stated in the text Yeah. that this is a person who's suffering from anxiety, suffering, from, is sad and cries and has to talk out and be with God and learn from God. Yeah. And be in moments of presence, but being vulnerable, right? Yep. And it's interesting because in that storyline, Eli, the priest, like, thinks that she's drunk and tries to bash her for it, right? Right. So I'm just like, how right. is it that if I'm a church person, I see in the text what church hurt happening to Hannah, but God's the one that's taking care of Hannah and protecting her. Uh, Eli at the I end, of the, day, that. Eli at the end that. of the day understands a mistake and then he goes off and he's like I'm sorry go in peace Hannah yeah but it's there yeah it's it's there right in the text it's an example of church hurt I can see that for this for this woman who is suffering <sighs> and I think the lesson is is that even when the church fails you that God's gonna be right there yeah. I know a lot of people who read the Bible and I know a lot of people who read the Bible and don't go to church Mm. And I think that is because they don't feel comfortable with the ministers and the pastors that are there because they've had such bad experiences, especially experiences as children. Yeah. For me, if the church is going to radicalize, it's great to have smoke machines, lasers, mm. nighttime music, yeah. slow guitars, you know, yeah. minor chords. All those things, right? Yeah. <laughs> they, they appeal. But it doesn't push into what people are actually having issues in. Mm. Right? Like, 
Jesus is breaking down the barriers. Jesus is there helping support you and break down that anxiety, right? Right. Like that is, right. that is what, that's what's, this is what the text, what the Bible is supposed to do and does. Yeah. But we're at a place where we're not even diving into that. Right. And we're not breaking down those barriers and those walls. Mm-hmm. And part of the reason why we started this podcast to begin with is because we felt we've been to a bunch of different churches and mm. we couldn't find anyone who was actually preaching from the text. Mm. Theology. I know a lot of people are talking about Augustine's ideas, mm. which is fine. If you don't know who St. Augustine is, read about St. Augustine. It'll blow your mind on how much people's ideas and understanding of the Bible are based mm. off of this man, especially in Western Christianity. Mm. But that's not the text, mm. right? That's Augustine's ideas. Gotcha. Those are two different things. That's a fair, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. Would you say, because I, I, I'd love us to just like, and even for those listening, I'd love us to just get the sense of what we feel in particular as Maya and myself as ministers, um, as what we both feel as well as, you know, being hosts of this uh, podcast as well. What church hurts what the future of church hurt w- might look like mm-hmm. given the current trajectory especially now under covid and how many churches we've seen closed mm-hmm. how many ministers we've seen leave the ministry yeah. uh and that's just not a phenomenon that's just you know just localized to the u.s it's also international and uh how many people are also themselves questioning a lot about the church not simply because of uh, maybe one or two errors a pastor does or, or commits or a minister commit, or a priest commits or whatever, but just because of the consistent and reliability of those who steward uh, God's people and God's word. So in, in what way do you feel, Maya, that this might either get better or might get worse over time? What's your sense? What's uh, your sense of church hurt? I feel that there... And also just a general lack of communication with other generations where some churches choose to cluster and just come and focus on themselves and become this little community and refuse to actually go out. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts? That's a good question. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, sorry, we try and do some real talk on this channel sometimes. <laughs> for me, yeah. or just for my own opinion that I have, my uh, Nicole Samuel Potty myself, Mm. is that I feel like this is no I know some people say like this is gonna sound bad but I don't mean it this way I mm. guess I kind of do but not real but I'm sorry if this hurts you but ministry for me if you're another minister and you think that this is just a nine five job then you're not a minister Mm. This is not this is not a job where you get to take. Mm. The, I know that we're supposed to support our families and our friends and all the other stuff, but mm. I know there's this been this new thing of like, oh, after five o'clock, I'm done, right? Right. And like that's just that's not this job. Mm. It's just not. It's a call. Mm. It's working and trying to find that balance. Yeah. You do have to prioritize your family and your loved ones, but at the same time, you're gonna get calls at two a.m. in the morning, and mm-hmm. you have to take those calls. Right. And it's just not nine to five. Right. <laughs> and I feel that right. part of COVID is pushing people to say, whoa, maybe this isn't for me. And I think that's healthy. Mm. I think that's healthy if you figure out like, hey, I felt called by God 
to do ministry, but maybe in a different way. Mm. Because I think a big mistake that happens is that people don't focus on what, one, what their spiritual gifts are. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. New Testament guy. Yeah. <laughs> because your spiritual gifts are always not always being a minister per se like on a pulpit mm. like these are modern ideas of like what we're doing yeah right like yeah. what is it what is your ministry if it's deaconship in a different way what is your ministry if it's it's working non-profit or even for-profit locations but also just still like adding on grace and kindness to industries that not necessarily have that right right mm. i just i feel that a lot of times people get caught up automatically and be like, oh, I'm called to, I know I'm called to do ministry for God, but what does that look like? Mm. And I think part of COVID's, in a way, just doing things right now is mm. now everyone has to look and be like, whoa, what is actually God calling me to do? Right. Yeah. Right. So that, so interesting, you're touching on some other major themes, uh, major topics right now in the world, like with the big resignation and and stuff like that, where people have decided to leave the mm-hmm. great, you know, wonderful paying jobs or mid-level paying jobs, whatever capacity in which, you know, they've been working, uh, just so that they could actually pursue their own dreams, which has led to some individuals actually going to start their own businesses or going into their own ministries and so on and so forth. Or those who kind of gone into podcasts like us yeah, <laughs> yeah. in some way. Um, but I would. But I hear you. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. What I would say to that point as well mm-hmm. is that I don't know. I know a lot of people who, when they experience church hurt from ministers, mm. you have the chance to meet the minister. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times you're like, oh, this person may or may not be called into ministry. You know what I mean? Mm. Like. It, it, but but some people don't know that. Right, I they know. they they do see the leader. They do see the the clerical outfit. They they do see the robes. They see the the collar. They see everything else. Yeah. But they might not know what a good minister looks like. Right. Well, it, it, At the same time. In yeah. all honesty, it's just my pet peeve. My pet peeve mm. is because you. I know as a minister, I will make mistakes. Right. Like we both right. will. Right. Right. But right. there is a difference on making mistakes and then saying, "Whoa, I accidentally hurt this person. I right. didn't mean to intentionally." Or what happens? You have a moment where did intentionally because that right. could happen as well right mm-hmm. and then being able to have the grace and the compassion to say i'm sorry i right. know i wrong i know i messed up right there's that difference and then there's a lot of ministers that we see today think of like the southern baptist church the catholic church mm. the anglican church you're seeing a lot of like mm. sa stuff come out mm. and those guys for me i'm like okay <laughs> that's mm. a different level that's right. a different level and 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 to, and it makes it worse. Right. It makes it absolutely worse because now there's someone who's supposed to be in a lot of people's like way of thought of viewing is that person that's supposed to represent God, right? Right. Like it's supposed right. to represent that safety net. And for that person to be the safety net and then hurt other people, like, yeah, I, yeah for me, I'm, I told you to pull me back and you need to pull me back because... No, that's the, okay. That's okay. That's I, a no. I, I think that's... Uh, just adding to your point, uh, you and I were both uh, in the middle of this as we were doing our chaplaincy uh, but we did realize that uh, our uh, titles or um, identities as ministers was going to be a stumbling block or a problem for some individuals that we were going to interact with in the world. And I think we also cautioned on this. And uh, that may be indicative of the issues that you're highlighting, right? Mm. It's also hard to just be out there and just say that we're ministers at the same time, even as you do whatever it is you're trying to do in the world. Mm. 
Um, but I think that's something that we will go into another day as we talk about just ministers and uh, the challenges of ministers. Uh, and especially for those of you listeners who are out there and are ministers, I think this would be a good one for you. Um, but yeah, thank you for just tuning in. Uh, we do not intend to like attack anyone or anything. We just want to draw attention to issues that are underlying and really problematic and really do hinder many people from coming to the kingdom of God and knowing Jesus in, in a very special and unique way. Uh, simply because they just see us and only us. <laughs> they don't really see the door to which we're supposed to be opening them mm -hmm. to to come and know Jesus a little more. Um, but for now, as this conclusion of part one on church hurt, I'd like to go into one thing. You mentioned earlier, Maya, mm -hmm. my lovely and wonderful co-host, yeah. about your interactions with the text and how that has helped you understand some things and put some things in perspective. It seems like, it, if I'm not mistaken, it seems to have drawn you away from focusing on pastors or ministers mm -hmm. and just looking directly at people mm -hmm. as people. Mm -hmm. Can you go into a little bit about that and how that probably has helped you like understanding church hurt and getting out of church hurt yeah. at this point? Yeah, no, I, 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 I always get the sentence wrong, so you have to correct me. It's okay, it. it's okay. What is it? For you, to you, not for you, for you, not to oh, you? Oh, the text is written uh, for you, but not to you. Say it again. It is written for you, but not to you. Yeah. That, yes. par that part. Yes. Because I think if you read Kings... Because you're not the initial audience. Yeah. <laughs> thing. Yes. Yeah. yeah, but if I read K Kings, right? Mm. Or, honestly, anywhere else in the text, the drama, the issues... Mm. The stumbling box. It's all people stumbling and falling and trying their best. And sometimes they're not trying their best at all. Mm. Right? <laughs> right? But it's it, it it's a, it's people. Right? Mm -hmm. And I can relate. People are messy. People are messy. It's a messy. The Bible is so is messy. Mm -hmm. Just period. It's a very messy text to be involved in. Right? Because yeah. it shows the vulnerabilities, the bad side, the good side of being human. Mm -hmm. Right? All those things. Right? But mm -hmm. it, it's, it's, yeah, it's humanistic. Mm -hmm. It's human. It, it's human. Mm. It's just human. And my job as a minister, I would say, for me is to be a vessel to then preach that text to other people mm. so they understand the same way what joy I've, that, like, God's salvation has brought into my life, right? Mm. Like, it, Jesus taking care of me, loving me, supporting me, mm. being, like, just my rock, right? Mm. That that is what as a minister that's my job is mm. to play like hey here's <laughs> here's what I've learned mm. but I also saying that I am also messy the same way this text is messy right mm. and the only messy person who isn't the only person who's not messy in the text is Jesus <laughs> everyone else is hot messes in my, <laughs> in my opinion yeah, some boy. some more than others mm. some more than others mm. but still hot messes for the most part like the only gotcha. that like in for me, I think a lot of people are like, whoa, how dare you even say that about the text? Like, no, that's wrong. Like, David was so perfect, which he wasn't, <laughs> which mm. is fine to say. Because yeah. I think that's the whole point is I, I, can, I can't, I will never be mm. King David, but I understand moments of sadness in Psalms, right? Mm. And tears in Psalms. It sounds like you're saying, sorry, sorry to interject real quick, but it sounds like you're saying, <laughs> it sounds like you're saying, 
that people should also allow themselves to not just get to used to hearing like the David from pop culture and just theology and ideas told by others, but to actually meet David through their own interaction with the text. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm, I'm saying to you that the same way when you feel like a hot mess on mm. a Tuesday, you mm. can go in the text and find someone's even more than hot mess with you in that moment, right? Mm. Like you can find like the person who's struggling with something that you might be struggling with. Right. It's not going to be the exact same thing. Right. But it, it makes you feel like, oh, God sees me as me, right? Like mm. in all my faults, mm. in all my pain, in all my struggle, right? Mm. And that's the point of the church. So uh, the thing that church hurt, the confusing thing about church hurt, mm. is that you're supposed to be able to walk in the door mm. wherever you're at and then people support and love you, mm. not say something sassy and mean to you, right? Mm. And that's what causes church hurt is you, you get to the place of vulnerability, especially when you read the text, right? Like this mm. is a place where you get to be vulnerable and when you pray you're quiet and you get to mm. say all your mess and all your trauma and all your troubles to god right mm. and then you walk in a building and people say your trauma and troubles are like right. ridiculous and bad and they bring out right. like you know in corinthians it says this right instead mm. of taking a moment realizing that this text is actually to be like oh that trouble and that pain and that suffering that reminds me of story in the text right mm. and how god brought someone out of that yeah and loved on them yeah, and and supported them. And I think the other thing they're also pointing uh, at uh, Maya that's very helpful for those listening is how often people also bring up the idea of sin mm-hmm. and how churches have chosen to define sin, mm-hmm. um, and how that's usually used weighed upon people's people's conscience as yeah. they're going into the tech as they're going into church spaces, um, and how much that has also been used to control behavior mm-hmm. you could say within the church context but still looking at the text and still looking at, at, at how God interacts with people yeah, seeing how much even and as much as Ahab was an enemy of God in so many ways God yeah. still tried more than once to try and get Ahab over on his side yeah <laughs> which is a wild idea that you never really hear anyone talk about but it's a crazy idea that's in the text God didn't abandon Ahab just because mm-hmm. Ahab chose to go the path of evil mm-hmm. <clears throat> God kept trying yeah. in all of Ahab's lifetime. Um, <clears throat> and that's the mercy and the grace and the peace and the comfort that I hear what you're saying, that a minister and the church by extension should be able to offer, but we don't. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's one final thought just for this first part of this discussion on churchhood? What's one thought you'd love people to leave this podcast with? Uh, for today my hope and prayer especially to ministers i would say Mm. and as me being a fellow minister Mm. is and also just anyone in church congregation who's been there for a while or knows the structure or someone new Mm. is i pray that you find a space that's open yeah allows you to be vulnerable and i pray that for the church is that we can be a space that's allows people to be open and vulnerable and talk about their messiness, talk about mm. their hurt, their pain, their suffering. <coughs> yeah. Not get it right every time, but still just inst- mm. not saying that you, you were horrible sinners mm. because we were all on sin, right? Mm. But allowing to say, hey, this might have happened, but God's right there with you and loves you, right? Mm. And let me bring in a text that shows you that, right? Mm. Actually, that reminds me 
of something that Job said, right? Mm. And be able to just sit with people and listen. Mm. That that my hope and prayer is that we all get to be messy with one another, mm. and that be okay. Mm. I hear you, and I like that. I like that. I once heard just your point. Someone say the church should allow, should give room to people's heart, should give room in people's hearts for them to actually let God work in them. Because mm-hmm. it's not your job. No, it's not my job. Uh, but you should let someone's heart be cultivated enough and ready. Mm-hmm. So by the time they're hearing God speak to them, they're ready, more than ready to just, you know, kind of like hear his voice, get accustomed to it, mm-hmm. get the peace of mind and, those, and the joy that they ultimately need. Because that'll lead them out of wherever it is they're, they're at. Um, so I, I love you thank you Maya thank you all we love you uh, for just tuning in today yeah we do uh, we'll try and we'll try our best to be as frequent as we can with our podcast we do know some of you miss, the, miss these and um, yeah we're just trying to make sure that we produce the best content possible mm-hmm. just so that anyone listening really does connect what we are talking about with just their own experiences and their own struggles and we'd love to hear from you on our email Still moments with Jesus at gmail.com. Please write to us. Please let us know what's going on. Mm-hmm. If you'd love to support us, we have our information on our channel on YouTube uh, by, by the same name, Still Moments with Jesus. Please follow us, write to us, talk to us. It's great. It'll be great to just hear from you guys. Mm-hmm. So, love you. Please take care. And, Maya, what would you like us to tell them? God be with you (laughs) and blessings love you guys love you guys